What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with historical rappers and adorable hackers. I'm Adrian, as always, here with Paul. Let's get big factin'. Let's get no capping. Let's go. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Knock, knock. Who's there? Champions of Italy, baby. That's who's there. Knocking the door down. Ba, 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 campione d'Italia, siamo noi. Marvel's making their entry into Italy with Champions of Italy, the Avengers for Italy? Yeah, can you name the five Italian Avengers? Yeah, there's uh, Prime Minister Pervert. There's... (laughs) They're related. His name's Berlusconi. <laughs> they're supermodel TV announcer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's guy drinking cappuccino on the sidewalk at a little stand. That guy's such an important part of the team. He's their <laughs> hot guy. Like he's not the most powerful one, but he's the most cohesive. <laughs> they're taking a little siesta, even though I know that's a Spanish word. But they also like to. Uh, they're they're the, they're superhero siesta. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, all about he likes to take a break halfway through all their adventures. That's his gag. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, right when the action starts, he's always like, you know what? I'm gonna take a break, right? <laughs> I'm gonna take a break. My grandma sent me with a little ten. bit of pasta. I'm gonna heat it up. <laughs> <laughs> D- did I name five? Is that four? <laughs> um, I think you did four. <laughs> and there's um uh the 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 gondola the gondola driver who's uh you know gondola he, driver the gondola captain. <laughs> The gondola okay. captain. Mm-hmm. And he fights, obviously, with a paddle. So just one woman in the uh, Italian Avengers. I think there's only one in the regular Avengers. Oh, damn. You should see how much street harassment she gets in the Italian Avengers. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Paul. That was a very silly joke, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about waking up at fucking 8 a.m. on a Sunday, picking up Pierce, going up to Sacramento to go to the one bar that has hours from 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. every day, popping in on all of the people in English jerseys watching the last day of the English Premier League, which also had a crazy ending. But then all the attention was on my game after the uh, other games ended. And that is when we saw AC Milan 3-0 up against Sassuolo clench. 19th Scudetto. Champions after 11 years. What 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 a glorious day. What a glorious day. What a glorious day. It it was a uh, a way easier match than I thought it was going to be. We scored all three goals in the first half. We were just cruising. Um it was a really fun atmosphere cuz the English game also ended up being crazy like uh Man City clenched it in like the last in like like three goals in 6 minutes to win the title. Uh, we watched the uh, trophy ceremony, watching Zlatan Ibrahimovic come out with a big old cigar in his mouth, and then watching other players come out with like huge bottles of champagne. Uh, just smiles all around, man. It was uh, a topsy-turvy season. Hey, but you guys pulled it together, especially when you got those two Italian players. Massimo and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are their names in... Uh... <laughs> I think it's a problem when me and you know each other's humor that well that you... <laughs> all I have to say is that Milan got two Italian players and you're like, I got it from here. <laughs> you're talking about... You're talking kicking and screaming. You're talking K and S. 
Is that the name of the two kids, kicking and screaming? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think that. Well, I mean, it, not like in the movie. It was the Italian word think... for kicking, and one was the Italian word for screaming. <laughs> I did bring up the fact that, like, it, it's obviously not like, you know, Leicester City winning or whatever. Like, you know, we have a history of winning the competition before. Like I said, it's number 19. But it's been 11 years, and certainly at the beginning of this season, I couldn't find the exact odds. But the betting odds were not in our favor for people betting on the us doing this so it still comes as a bit of a surprise i don't know what that nerd nate silver had us at for uh probability for winning this scudetto but i'm sure he was wrong can't wait to give him a fucking wedgie next time i see him adrian it's just a good reminder that gambling always works you should have gambled on this season just that that, <laughs> that john oliver bit about the world cup <laughs> <laughs> wait what what i don't i don't know that does he say that it was about sports betting, and like it's a commercial that they played during the World Cup, and one oh. of the kids is like, my dad bet all of my money, money on, on Germany, Germany and, they won and he was year. like, you fucking won, kid! <laughs> I thought that was pre-John Oliver for some reason. I thought that was like... <laughs> no, that was John Oliver, I think, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so I guess that's that's it for my media roundup, because I kind of went straight into it, but did you have anything? Do I have a media roundup? No media roundup from me, man. Okay, I do have one mailed in. Uh, we got a letter from a fan for asking to do a media roundup. Um, this comes from Keeley from South Carolina. I don't know her. Never met her. Certainly not my old neighbor. Certainly not a sibling. Um, but she did want us to shout out. She wanted to make sure that given the influence and uh, sphere of power that we have in this world, uh, Harry Styles really needs our help to promote his new album. So she wanted to make sure that I uh, gave some big shout outs to Harry Styles' new album. Uh, on the pod as a media well, roundup. What was his vibe in One Direction? Was he the like bad boy? Was he the shy one? Was he the he was the one that artsy? didn't dance like in a K-pop group? They always have one guy who doesn't dance. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> yeah, they have one guy who raps and one who doesn't dance. <laughs> that's not true. You're wrong about that. I don't well, know name, a lot about K-pop. Name one K-pop group where that where that isn't true. Blackpink. Okay, but all male. I'm talking about. Oh, I don't. Uh, who? What's the big one that got popular like last year? They had their McDonald's meal and all that. You don't even know about Jemin. <laughs> Jemin from what's the name of that group, man? <laughs> <laughs> we did a whole episode about them, didn't we? We did a whole third segment about them. Man, but that was years ago. <laughs> that was almost two years ago. Coming up on the anniversary. It's something with a B, right? Oh, BTS. Yeah, you got it. BTS meal. Is it crazy that the McDonald's meal has way more, like, <laughs> in my mind, way more, like, uh, space? Sphere of influence? That's because that's you're a little piggy. I am a little piggy. <laughs> uh, Paul, what would be your uh, what would be your meal? Have we talked about this before? Uh, maybe we have, but my meal would be... Oh, it would be a chicken McGriddle. Uh, with a hash brown, with a black coffee. Uh, I know you want, you're supposed to do, like, kooky stuff, like, you know, extra ice! So I'm gonna say black coffee, no cream, no sugar... Um, and then also like left at room temperature for like 15 minutes. So it's the right temperature for me to drink it. Uh, that's, that's my meal. <laughs> Every <laughs> coffee has to be left out for exactly 15 minutes before they give it to me. I'm pretty sure that's what that lawsuit said from the nineties when they burned that old lady. Yeah. So that's not just your rule. I, I guess that is a novel thing. Cause you know, the chicken McGriddle makes it novel. I, the one in Lexington used to allow you to do that. I once, when I was going to California for the first time and driving with my dad, the first place we stopped in, like, Georgia or whatever on the way, the dude refused to make me a chicken McGriddle. And I was like, "It's the just take the chicken from the chicken biscuit and sub in the McGriddle cakes. And he was like, nah, can't do it. And I was like, <laughs> you have the, you have all the ingredients for it. You got Mc, hey, McGriddle hey, buns hey, and hey, some hey, ambition. Hey. <laughs> there was this controversy today about NYT not citing their sources. Let's just go ahead and Hannibal Burris. Uh, can you do the academic version of it? What would it be, like, 2018? 
whatever the letters and fancy shit you put on something to make it Chicago citation. Yeah, it would be Burris, like, what, 20, 2012? Burris 2012, that's all you have to put? Yeah. Uh, not Animal Furnace, for, Fanimal Ernest? What, no, because it, it was for the charity show, it wasn't from uh, his special. Oh, okay. So we're not talking styles? You, you just brought that up to kind of mock the person who said we should talk about them? And did Wait, it? what do you mean? I, I said shout out to the album. Uh, are you going to give us a review? What, what's good about it? What has it changed? I'm our own. Yeah, Maroon, Mark Maroon. <laughs> uh, Comedy Bang Bang 2007. That's the citation for that one. He was the one in. He was clearly the front runner. I would say that in a uh, One Direction, like he was clearly the one that was going to be most likely to have a, a solo career. Hey, that's what they said about me and you in this podcast. Yeah, that was our superlative in uh, in high school. Paul's going to be the front runner in any potential future podcast. <laughs> Do you remember that bullshit of like the year that we were seniors in high schools when they stopped doing superlatives because they were considered like mean? Yeah, or, that like, was our year. We didn't insular. get them. Yeah, it was. And our everybody year, yeah. was saying I was a shoe in for best dressed and most popular and best smile. Yeah, that's actually that's what I was going to bring up. Is one time we did superlatives just for our little sixth grade class, uh, and I got best smile. Yeah, but I mean, by by high school, by senior year of high school, all that all that whimsy had been drained from your eyes, and there wasn't that glint that gave it to you in sixth grade, so it was going to go to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was going to win most attractive boys and girls. I was going to win both <laughs> for most genders. It's just you in, in drag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I did do a little bit of a drag. Not, I went to a drag show yesterday, but I don't know if it's worth for me to round up. Uh, they did a thing where, like, you know how lip sync is so important for drag? They played the music at such a weirdly low volume, and it just took all of the energy out of the performance. Like, they were going at it hard, but I was like, the music's just not loud enough. It's just so apparent to me that you're just moving. You're just, it just made it too apparent that they're lip syncing. And I know it's not like supposed to be an illusion. It's not a kayfabe, but I was like, it's just a little awkward for me. I don't know. Mm. A, f- a few. I-, I liked it better at the beginning when you implied you'd started doing drag. I was like, ooh, whoa, let's talk about this. Um, if you were going to start doing drag, who would be your, like, the artist that persona you'd be impersonating well you're not impersonating an artist you just not always but sometimes they do you know like sometimes somebody clearly comes out with like a madonna like mm-hmm. impression tina fey Ooh, okay that's a good one you do have that energy you are a busy woman trying to have it all in the city yeah i i think i'd be howie mandel that's your drag persona is <laughs> howie mandel <laughs> <laughs> well it would be like double layered <laughs> i'd be I I would be, you know what? I think I could. Oh wait, I was gonna say Michelle Obama, but uh, you know yikes, people get about that. <laughs> what a world we live in! Just because I have great arms, but I don't have the right skin tone, I can't do Michelle Obama drag. I told Emily recently about how uh, Becca, uh, her like main thing that she said about Emily upon meeting her was like, she's got kick ass arms, dude. I'm so jealous. <laughs> And I told her that I was like, because I was like, I have to wear a tank top. And this is the first time I'm ever wearing a tank top for my costume for Torda Davis. And I'm not super proud of my upper arms. I'm I'm no Michelle Obama, or as Becca once said, an Emily Zapata. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd look good in a tank top. I don't know why. I'm imagining you looking like really beachy and really charming in the same way that you pull off a floral pattern. Let's get into the theme. Can you do your best impression? Of the epic rap battles of history? Yeah. Of a specific one, or just like the 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 narrator, the dude. 
Oh, the intro? Yeah. Yeah, in the outro. Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I've watched so many of them, but I just remember thinking, God damn, this is obnoxious and annoying. Yeah, he's just Epic there. Epic Battles of History! That's not at all what it sounds like. Have you watched any of these? <laughs> I have, but it's just some weird voice. I don't no, remember. No, it's the guy who's like, Epic Battles yeah, of History! that's closer. <laughs> I guess, yeah, it, so like I guess mobile. it's closer to Nixon, is what you're saying. I Ever, was trying to channel my Nixon, honestly. I don't like. It's just weird. It's not like I epic rap. I am not a crook. <laughs> it's just a weird voice, man. I mean, that's that was. It's started so long ago that that used to be in vogue, and then they just had to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now now you do that voice again for the ending. What is it like? You vote. He says that you uh, vote. Who won? You decide. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean that was in vogue? You're saying this like this voice is a known thing. Like this is an element in our culture. Like I the mean, Gilbert Gottfried like impression when, that was like or when something. Fred like, was like big or whatever. That's when like YouTube was all just people making funny noises. <laughs> I guess, man. I don't know. This voice is not like a voice to me. I I really could only describe it. It's, I couldn't think of any impression or way to describe it other than just it's weird and odd <laughs> well real talk then let's talk about how fucking erb changed the game let's talk about how they came in and did something nobody was doing bro <laughs> okay okay epic rap battles of history should we do a background for people who don't know maybe like uh i, I feel like you would like i we should break it down word by word <laughs> what does epic mean to you <laughs> Well, to me, epic is, like, cool, great, but also it's got, like, this meme implication, you know? Well, it's also got the sense of scale, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then rap. I mean, I mean, if you, if you don't know, then you don't know. Uh, battle, I think uh, Waterloo. <laughs> I think drug addiction. <laughs> and history. I think um, I think herstory is usually the first thing that comes to my mind, but that's just <laughs> this little brain of mine. That's what, comes, that's what comes up in there. Ladies, uh, my I usually think of uh, uh, Joan of Arc. I usually think of uh, Cleopatra. I usually think of uh, Amelia Earhart. Just all the, people who I'm pretty sure have been in episodes of Epic Rap Battles of History. Of course, they're pivotal. Mother Teresa, uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, that was the best one so far. That was the closest to what it actually sounds like. <laughs> um, okay, so four people who are. Why is yours so Mickey Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> because um, it's a Mickey Mouse. Because it's a it's Mickey a Mouse Mickey ass Mouse show. Bullshit! I'll tell you what. It really so, is, though. It really is the most Mickey Mouse ass bullshit. It's actually crazy that Disney hasn't bought it and put it on Disney Plus yet. <laughs> it really could. They, so, from watching a bunch of them today, they do get. We still haven't introduced what it is yet. <laughs> they do get way dirtier than you would expect. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, it's like a very meme They always put up two people that, like, vaguely would intersect for some comedic or real reason. Yeah. And they make them rap against each other. And it's, like, very corny, like, 1990s bars. And they're just like. Well, my name um, is Charles Darwin, and I'm here to say. Exactly. Here to evolve in a Darwin way. Um, but can I ask you a question from your research? Yeah. How long did it take before they stopped doing histor- historical people and they just started doing whoever? Oh, almost immediately. So the first that video- Darwin one was Darwin versus Ash Ketchum. And so <laughs> that was definitely in the later scenes where they're like, yeah, we don't really care about history anymore. It's morally just like anybody. <laughs> the first video on their channel is Epic Rap Battles of History Season 2. So I, they definitely had a channel before where maybe they had the original shit. Wait, you didn't get to see Season 1? No. 
The first ever ERB was John Lennon and Bill O'Reilly, I think. Oh, okay. So pretty. So from episode one, they got away from. Wait, what do you mean? Those are two historical people. I guess, but like you would think from history means maybe like longer than somebody who was still alive and making content like Bill O'Reilly in. I think some people would argue with that. Pierce, as I said this morning when I was like, is Nicole not coming as well to watch the game? She's missing out on history. And he was like, history happens all the time. Like She's still going to be experiencing history just at home. And I was like, damn, dude. That's really stupid. Pierce pissed me off with that shit. That's wrong. <laughs> um, I, I, I consider history something that like the, the like the historiography of a field has been somewhat established. There's like texts mm. that are considered like canon for establishing like a broad outline of that. Of the wow. truth. Paul's got era. a really gatekeepy uh, definition of history. Yeah, no, I don't consider it history that, like, I had dinner two hours ago because that happened in the past. That's stupid, and mm. I don't accept it. All right. I think I'm more of a historical inclusionist. Mm. I'm a radical historical inclusionist. To an archaeologist, it could be very interesting that you had uh, dinner two hours ago. Um, yeah, I think I am going to be like one of those frozen cavemen they dig up and they're like, oh my god, the 21st century man had an absolutely horrid diet. <laughs> um, okay, so, rap battles, don't need to explain that. From history, historical people, sometimes fake people. They don't post a lot anymore. They had a really consistent schedule, like, what was it, like five years ago or something? I don't know. Yeah, um, back when they were going. getting, like, 100 million views regularly. And that's why I was going to say I think most people have seen it, because these videos were pretty heavily, like, like YouTube seemed to be pushing them. The algorithm really wanted you to watch epic rap battles of history. I think another thing about it, and maybe this doesn't resonate for you either, but it also came from a time where... Like, they really solidified that branding, but it was not an uncommon genre of just general video on YouTube. Like, the first epic rap battle of history I ever saw was not from the channel. It was uh, my uh, economist, uh, my economy te- uh, teacher in high school showing me a rap battle on YouTube between whoever the supply Kane's side versus demand and, side. Yeah, uh, Kane's and... Yeah, uh, I don't know who the other guy would be. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever fucking nerds. Yeah, and that was, like, the first one I ever saw. And that well, was, you know, Chicago before I even... school, I would say, probably on the other side with... Uh... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that might have been the first one I ever saw. Yeah, no, I, I guess so, right? Um, I feel like there's definitely a lot of... It, it's similar to, like, the cringy Christian impulse to make, like, a Jesus Raps video. Yeah. People really want to, like, teach you about history or politics through the medium of, like, what if there was a rap battle happening? Yeah, so, Paul, was there ever a time in your life, and you, this is a safe space, was there ever a time in your life where you unironically liked epic rap battles of history? No, it, it, regular rap battles have never done much for me, so... I guess that makes sense. The epic rap battles of history aren't going to be, like, a comedic take on an art form I'm re- already not that interested in. Well, I was going to say, it doesn't... It wouldn't appeal to me, but I don't think that the average epic rap battle of history fan really likes regular rap battles. So. Well, no, there's too many black people and it's too scary. <laughs> but when you get drunk, what is the one thing you always show people? Mm, that's true. That's true. I do love the ending rap battles from Eight Mile, but that's because that's a that's a beautiful story, man. That's a beautiful story, well told. Did you ever like epic rap battles of history? Did you ever enjoy them? No, because like I said, like they've been coming out since we were like in middle school, and I think I didn't start seeing them until like college. So I think I was too old for it. But it was like a guilty thing where I still watched most of them. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch some of these, and I think I probably have watched. I don't know about the newer ones, but I think I've probably watched, like, all of the whatever the first three seasons of it was or whatever. 
Interesting. Yeah, I never had that impulse. Yeah, it's a good way to waste time. Or like the new ones, they're like, oh, they made a Che Guevara one? Well, I gotta see what he's spitting. <laughs> I saw that one and thought about clicking on it. Um, I'll go ahead and spoil that I made a quiz for you where you have to take the lines and guess who does it, who uh, who wraps those bars. Um, and I was like, should I click on this Che Guevara one? I'm sure they say something really stupid and obnoxious in it, but yeah, decided to skip over it. Um, also... I will say one that I didn't bring in because, God, it was so obnoxious to listen to was Frederick Douglass versus Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah, that one was a real a real painful listen. I, I, I couldn't grab a quote from there to bring it in. It was actually annoying me to a very deep level. Did you take any, like, notice stats? Like, what's the most popular battle they've ever done? Or No, I did notice how many of them have close to 100 million views. Like, it's not... Mo- most really? of the ones I clicked on had over 50 million views. That's That was, like, the threshold of normalcy. Mm. Um, They always did a presidential one. I remember that. Whenever there was a... I think they even came out of, like, semi-retirement to do the 2016 one or the 2020 one. Because mm. that was, like, no one had heard from them from, like, two years or whatever. And- the other thing that I know about it that I think is so crazy is that they toured. They toured with the show. That makes sense. That yeah, isn't but that's like who who's paying tickets to go see that? <laughs> I mean, ninety million people are watching it on YouTube. There has to be some amount of people who that's are true. gonna want to watch it happen live on stage. And it's a very the idea of it going on stage. It's like it totally makes sense. You just do the same raps on stage. There okay. A, a couple a couple other things that I have to say about it though is that I love that. It was created by a tall, skinny white dude and a shorter, like, fatter white dude. And they're able to cover 90% of roles in history. <laughs> like, they really lucked out on that one where they were like, yeah, we can kind of do pretty much most <laughs> most epic rap battles of history with just us. Uh, only having to bring in other people, like, every now and then. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to say is that, oh, also the shorter, fatter guy usually played the bad guy. I don't know if that was, like, a because bad people were usually more stout in history or I don't know, but... Um, the other thing that I remember about it is that, and if you brought one from this rap battle, I will probably get it. I did actually think the Einstein Stephen Hawking one was pretty good. I remember thinking that one was pretty funny. I'm being pretty harsh on them because I'm saying that I don't enjoy them. I don't really see what the appeal is. I think my biggest compliment to epic rap battles of history will be that like the titles of who they put against each other are often really clever. Like, I'll click on a video thinking, oh, that's a clever pair-up. Or like, oh, I can see why, like, while they were in the idea phase, it was funny to put this person versus this person, even if they're not Gordon from the Ramsey same. Gordon and Julia Child, that makes sense. Even though they're Some not more from abstract. the same place in history. Like, I can see yeah. the impulse of a good idea. I just don't think that trying, I don't know, just these, like, weird bars that sound like somebody wrote them in 30 minutes during their lunch period in high school. <laughs> it's, oh, come on. They definitely do research into it, right? Like, like, do you know that much off the top of your head about Julia Child to write like a whole verse from her? Fair enough. But I meant like the quality of the raps. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always just yeah. like, I can already imagine like, I'll scramble you like I scramble these eggs. Like that, something that corny is not out of place in an epic rap battle of history. Like it's really not yeah, yeah. much like deeper than that. Um, yeah, like, almost certainly in a, in a cooking one, I have to imagine they say something about cracking eggs. Probably. I, I couldn't tell you. I will say this about the, uh, thing. I don't know why it came in so strong. I felt like I had a point and I already forgot it. <laughs> oh, 
guest stars. Snoop Dogg's done one. He played Moses, I think. Uh, it's mostly other YouTubers, so like it's a lot of people that you're like, I don't really know who that is. Um, Ooh, somebody who was mentioned in that one you just said, I think they, early on, they mentioned Kasim G as part of a diss. They say something like, you're as bad as Kasim G. That's a YouTuber I did like in high school and middle school. I used to watch Ooh. a lot of Kasim G videos, so I guess... Early on, they either referenced him or he might have had a part in creating the channel. Oh, it was somebody's nose. They said, why do you have the same nose as Kasim G was part of their death? Ooh, that seems hurtful. Hey, well, epic rap battles of history aren't nice, Adrian. Do you think that there's anybody who, like, when people talk about the uh, phenomenon of millennials who are like, I get all of my politics from comedians. Do you think there were anybody who came up around <laughs> that time who were like, I get all of my history knowledge from Epic Rap Battles of History? <laughs> Almost certainly. Um, That's a cool dude. That's that a cool is a dude. cool dude. Because there's no way that they have good politics. So if they bring in any political figures or any controversial figures, there's no way they're like representing them in a good light. Wow, this Oppenheimer guy must be really bad if they're comparing him to Thanos. Ooh, oh, snap. Uh, that was the time in the modern era, because I remember close to when we started, I, I remember one time, it didn't make the podcast, but before we started recording an episode of this podcast, we were on Skype, one of our first episodes, and I remember going, what the fuck, Epic Rap Battles of History is still making stuff, and they made a Thanos Oppenheimer episode, and I remember having a conversation with you about how stupid that was. I think you have the timing wrong on that one. That was when we I visited back home, and we were together physically watching that we watched that video physically together oh really damn yeah so that was winter like 2019 or whatever damn okay yeah whatever it was i remember being disturbed that they were still making content and that was their choice of content yeah because you pulled it up and you asked me to guess who i thought they would put (laughs) against oppenheimer or something like that (laughs) and you were like you're not gonna get this (laughs) and i was like who from history who from recorded history (laughs) Um, cool. Anything else to say about it before we go move on? Um, I guess I want to say that's not a good representation of real battle rap, but maybe I'm getting gatekeeping by saying that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there doesn't seem to be any time limit on any of the rappers, and they definitely are. Uh, they, they, they. It's like one of those. Yeah, it's like a movie battle rap because they interrupt each other as if they're still keeping the flow from the last person's rap and yeah. it's like wait what you're like you guys are coordinating on the flow but rapping against each other that's incredible a couple other things uh weird al yankovic also another guest star on it and another one that i actually really liked maybe this like belies my interest in certain people but isaac newton versus bill nye the science guy which is such a weird comparison anyways uh, and then also Neil deGrasse Tyson does that thing that they did started doing eventually where they bring in a third person to rap or whatever. Like whenever they thought of that idea, they're like, wait, what if someone like came in and battled the both of those people? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that one's uh, that one's pretty funny. Tying it all in together from everything that we've talked about. Did you ever watch Snoop Dogg hosting SNL in like 2008 where one of the skits was a battle rap skit? No. Yeah, uh, it was Snoop Dogg. 
he comes out in a wheelchair and his him battling his opponent is just him talking about how sad his life is. <laughs> like, he keeps getting on further in the tournament because at first he's just talking about how he can't walk. And then in the second battle, he's talking about how his mom had recently died. And he's just like, my mom's is dead. My mom's is dead. <laughs> and Maya Rudolph is like, well, damn, okay, I think we're going to take him to the next round. <laughs> I like how you name checked Maya Rudolph for that. <laughs> she played, an, like, she got lost in the character. I couldn't even tell it was her. I had to look it up afterwards. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. So I am bringing in an old friend, uh, all the way from episode four, episode five. This is Ask Willie D from the Houston Press. Uh, Willie D of uh, the Ghetto Boys. Uh, the title for this one has to do with history, uh, asking a question to a rapper, um, combative natures, and I think it has a very grandiose scale to it. So I think it hits every mark for epic rap battle in history. This is modern day rap is crap. Help. Dear Willie D. As a lifelong fan of yours, I really miss albums like We Can't Be Stopped. Who in your opinion is the realest modern day hip hop star? And how can we prevent fake rappers from making it to our eardrums? Lifelong fan. How can we prevent fake rappers from making it to our eardrums? Okay. The realest rapper doing it nowadays is definitely Jack Harlow. Well, of course. He brought real Ryman back. You know, Eminem is still good. LP is pretty great. Uh, the non-scary half of Logic. <laughs> logic half the time. R.I.P. Lil Peep, Mac Miller. So, I mean, there's people out there still really doing it, man. Joba and Matt Champion from Brockhampton, but not the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> The producer, Parker, from Injury Reserve. <laughs> the two producers from Death Grips. <laughs> but not the vocalist. Not MC Ride. Yeah, do you think so? This is, do you think this is a person who hates modern rap? Well, they're saying all of it. So do you think this is just like a I hate mumble rap guy? Or do you think this is like a I hate anything that's not like gangster real rap? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough to say. I feel like even the most old school, like I hate all modern rap... They eventually give it up to somebody like Kendrick Lamar, right? Like, mm. uh, I feel like this guy would like people like Joyner Lucas, right? That Joyner Lucas, I think, is one of those people who like tackles topics and things in a kind of heavy-handed way that I usually want to call cringy. But like, he also does make good music, so I, maybe it's a little bit less subtle than some of my like favorite rappers. But can't really like fault him on making good music. He does do that. I was telling Pierce the other day about uh, your very correct opinion that Hobson's best song is his song <laughs> Making Fun of Mumble Rap. <laughs> I thought you disagreed with me on that. I didn't know you were... Uh... No, Phil really likes Hobson. I've, uh -oh. He's shown me a lot of it. I've never really liked any of it. Yeah. Oh, I did like one of the ones that he... Like, uh, Ill Mind 8 I thought was okay, but still, like, I think No Words was easily the best song i think that with hobson too it's not like joiner lucas where he's just heavy-handed he's just outright wrong like joiner lucas is mm. not subtle and heavy-handed but at least he's like not obnoxiously wrong about everything yeah yeah but yeah what, what would your recommendation for this type of guy be so i said like kendrick maybe like if considering the type of stuff uh ghetto boys used to do somebody like joiner lucas kind of tackles a lot of those same issues with about the same amount of subtlety so I mean, Nas is still releasing music. You losing some Nas? Oh, you think he should just listen to old people who are still alive? Yeah. Uh, Future is what, like 
45. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm not giving him enough of credit, but yeah. He's something like that. Uh, Juicy J, I think, is also hella old. <laughs> I don't think he'd like Juicy J, though. Um, and then I'd be like, you should listen to uh, Chance post-acid rap, because that's when he stopped talking about sex and drugs all the time. Oy, oy, oy. That's all this rap music's about. I do think old people would really like some of the newer Chance stuff, yeah. Yeah. God, it will, it, it will never stop bothering me, the comments on Chance doing Sunday Candy on SNL. And people being like, finally, a rapper who doesn't just talk about drugs. And I was like, See, this is his only good, his, his best work is called acid rap. Fuck off. Um, how about Killer Mike and LP? Maybe Run the Jewels might scratch an itch for them. Like, Yeah, that's got that real, like, we're bringing hip hop back type thing. Mm-hmm. Also, the other half of their question was, how do they keep that whack bullshit away from their ears, Adrian? Well, don't 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 watch Epic Rap Battles of History because it's all fake. They're all in costumes. Yeah, uh, no one's rapping as themselves. And personally, I think that's why it's not funny. Is uh, as someone once said on a video about Lauren Lapkus talking about the characters that she does in Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, comedy can only come from truth. So someone <laughs> who does characters can't be funny. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, and I think that's the issue with Epic Rap Battles of History. I think they should wear ear protection everywhere they go. You can get like that, that ear protection you have to wear at gun ranges, like really won't let any sound through. Mm. Or some of those bows. Uh, that's our sponsorship for today. Put in big facts on bows.com for 20% off. Bose and then put noise- in no cap for 30% off if you want that. <laughs> Adrian's half gets more percentage off. <laughs> uh, and you could get some of those bows noise canceling headphones. Yeah. Um, don't listen to the radio, obviously, if you want to hear that fake rap shit, right? Get right. that, you know, make sure you're hooking up to that car stereo with right straight to your Spotify, man, with your real rap playlist. <laughs> um. Yeah, what's wrong with listening to old music? Is it like, I want to continue to discover new music, but I don't want to listen to what new music sounds like? I mean, in which yeah, case, just continue to listen to old music. I don't, I don't know. That's, like, what, that's what I was saying, right? It's like, like, just listen to the new, uh, well, not new, but like the newest uh, Tribe album or, uh, I don't know, like, isn't, wasn't Joey Badass's early work, like, kind yeah. of lauded for being very, like, old school in its, in its, uh, Oh, Griselda. We forgot to recommend Griselda. Oh. Griselda. Yeah. You should definitely listen to Griselda. That's my advice to everyone, actually. Yeah. They make great music. It sounds they do. It sounds pretty old school. Nothing about it is like overly produced or of the modern era. So they're, they're uh, keeping... I don't know. How do you feel about like West Side Gun's vocals? I mean, it's one of those things though, where it's like you already mentioned like Juicy J and Three Six Mafia. It's like we talk about it, but it's like even somebody like Mystical or um, was from Houston, right? Like was from this era with these people. It, like you know, like it's not like weird weirdo people and experimental people just came out now yeah, like, yeah it's been a part of music for a long 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 time like maybe this guy only liked the most normal people back then but it's not like juicy j and three six mafia weren't around not like mystical wasn't spitting a lot of like weird high-pitched bars back then you know it's like you know what i'm gonna say this a uh, little little left turn if this guy wants to listen to some real modern day hip-hop go on to youtube don't mm-hmm. type in epic rap battles type in lo-fi chill beats to study to and i think <laughs> you're gonna get your fix <laughs> all right should we hear uh willie d's answer 
Yeah, what do you think Willie D's going to say? Uh, I don't know. Willie D's probably going to say, like, who cares? The kids are going to like what they like, but he's also going to recommend some people he likes and be like, I don't know. I think he's going to say Suicide Boys. Suicide Boys. <laughs> you should listen to them Suicide Boys. You should listen to Puya. Underground underdog. (laughs) It doesn't show what we were listening to, like, really edgy music, because that's, like, five years out now from when Suicide Boys and Puya were, like, real underground edgelords. Like, at this point, they're basically, like, established. Um, all right. Who the realest rapper is isn't determined by subject matter. The realest rapper is the one who stays true to himself and refuses to compromise his standards for the lure of money and approval from others. Now, if you want to talk about which modern day rappers are repping the streets like the are repping the streets the most, I like Zero, Boozy, Hobson, and a few others. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Hobson's representing the streets, baby. Uh, hey, Boozy, badass is good though. I fuck with. I don't dude. know Zero though. I'm not familiar with them. Wait, I'm thinking of. Uh- Nero? I don't know what I'm thinking of. I thought Zero was like an R&B guy. You're, think- you're thinking of Zero from Holes. <laughs> I dig it up, up, oh, dig it. I dig it up, now, oh, ow. <laughs> um, preventing fake rappers from making it to your eardrums is the easiest part of your question. All you have to do is turn off the radio, stop going to their concerts, and walk off the dance floor every time a DJ plays a fake rapper- rapper's record. Pretty simple, huh? Damn. Oh, do you have anything special to say about that answer? Uh, no, I think this is the same thing as uh, last time we brought in Willie D, where uh, it wasn't quite as short and like terse and like to the point, but yeah. How do we feel about Willie D, somebody who seems much cooler than Hobson, given Hobson praise, somebody we make fun of? Yeah, I don't know, because there's that one track that I really like with, uh, and I even like Hobson's Pardon It. It's, um, uh, everyone's a bitch except for me, which is a funny song to have two features on, but <laughs> it's, uh, ho- uh, not Hobson's, it's, uh, King Los's track with Hobson and, uh, Royce to 5'9. Uh, and at one point, Royce to 5'9 says, like, this is what happens, you get three kings on a track, and I was like, okay, Royce, giving it, giving it a shout out to Hobson too. I was like, didn't think he would like him. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't actually know what to say about him specifically saying Hobson's good. I was, I was about to say, I, I like in the general, idea of I think he's at home with his headphones in listening, listening to, to that Hobson track about, uh, yeah, about going to get a Asian prostitute and be like, damn, this is so cool. Oh my God. Listening about how, like, he has it on shuffle in his discography and he's like, wait, is God real or is God not real? I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. Uh, look, you want to get into your column? So, Adrian, with epic rap battles of history, the main concept is that they're pretending to be these, like, larger-than-life figures, even though it's just, like, two comedians rapping back and forth with each other. They're pretending to be, like, Mark Zuckerberg, a bit of a CEO of Facebook, term. right? Or they're pretending to be Frederick Douglass, hero of American history. Is he a hero? I thought Trump said that people weren't really talking about the guy. Did, did Trump really say that about Frederick Douglass? He also said things that made it kind of implicated that he thought he was still alive and around. Oh, uh, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you were around for that one. Shout but. out the big homie Trump. Big homie, that's Chris Christie. <laughs> um, or the person that we're about to talk about. So, given all of what I just said, who do you think in the modern rap world has a lot of success and fills that role? Because I have a person here who is a correctional officer 
but fills the role of stealing the name of an actual of a actual drug trafficking kingpin. Machine Gun Kelly. No, uh, that's got to be uh, Rick Ross the boss. Rick Ross the boss has done an advice column. So we're bringing in an advice column by a rapper who acts like somebody he's not. Damn, okay, my man. Oh, you don't think Rick Ross is living that life? Of course not. He's a correct- he, he got famous after being a correctional officer. Is that mutually exclusive? Yes. I guess that's right. So we're going to go rapid fire with these because there's four of them. Rap? Bit fire? We're going to go rapper style with this. Uh, Ooh, I'm about to go tech nine with it. <laughs> he did four of them. Well, he only did it once, but he did four questions and answered them all from May 16th, 2014. So Adrian, I'm a college girl who hasn't had a lot of luck in love. I'm just so bad at texting that I think I scare guys away. My friend is really good at texting, though. Is it weird that I get her to ghostwrite my texts to boys? Mary from Queens. No, that's a good strategy. As long as you can keep it up in conversation, then who cares? Yeah, it, it it does seem like it's hard to keep up if you don't live with the person who's texting for you because it's uh, going to be texting real slow. Isn't that the uh, um, story behind Peter Dinklage's last movie where it's like, uh, he writes love letters to a woman for a guy because the guy can't write good love letters and like it's secretly him who's in love with the woman and yeah those trailers looked really bad uh, for that yeah. movie what was it it was like a musical and it was called like uh it was named after the character I think which was like some like Italian name or French name here's what I'll say I think Rick Ross said I think he said oh I think he said Maybach music he doesn't do the tag um that's all that's also me stealing another Phil joke. <laughs> Every rapper has to do their tags. It's a law. <laughs> <laughs> Eric the Architect does the like really feminine laugh that is his tag. DJ Mustard has to do the tag where he says, if Mustard don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kenny Beats has to do his own, whoa, Kenny. If, it, it's, if Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you, not Mustard. <laughs> oh, Mustard is Mustard on the beat, huh? We should we should do not an episode, but we should do a third segment on on producer tags. I think Eric the Architect has one of the best, and I think that's a weirdly hot take. But maybe just because Flatbush Zombies aren't super big, mm. I don't think a lot of people are ranking tags for any sort of take on producer tags to be a hot take. I think it's because Genius has done a video of like a survey of like all the big producer tags, and I was like, come, you gotta get Eric the Architect in there. Come on now, come on now. Uh, I don't even know if Kenny made it into that one. All right, so Rick Ross, he said... It's also one of those things where I have a hard time talking to anybody named Kenny, because I want to say woke Kenny at some point while they're talking. Rick Ross said, not at all. I don't care who's writing my girl's texts, as long as I don't find out. Sometimes I even give a dart or two to my homies when they're texting a chick late at night. These dudes want to be like, hey babe, come over for a smoothie, or some weak shit like that. I'll put them on some real boss talk. That's what friends are for. I'll be like, hey, come over here, girl. We got Wingstop. Crinkle cuts and all. <laughs> oh, that's the problem with come get a smoothie. It's that it, they should be offering way better food. I just assume that as like a someone who owns franchises of Wingstop, he would have used this as an opportunity to uh, advertise his, his business. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, is that the kind of weak shit that you're texting girls? Hey, babe, come over and get a smoothie. Honestly, yeah, that's that's better than the shit I'm texting girls. <laughs> I'm like, hey, can you come here and bring me a smoothie? <laughs> I've had a really hard day. <laughs> if, if that's bad, and that's better than my game, I'm learning that I've got a lot to improve on. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. I love the idea that Rick Ross is sitting around with his friends, and they're just, like, talking about texting girls like a bunch of middle schoolers. <laughs> <laughs>
It's like all all she said to my last text was K. What the fuck do I do about that? <laughs> and Rick Ross is just like, you know what she texts back? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Rick, we've been friends for years. You know me, like I'm I'm adventurous, but like she asked for my Snapchat. I'm it's like a little too early in the relationship. Are I trying to like Get into that. Sort I don't know of thing. why I thought you were doing a Woody Allen impression for the first part of that. Where you're like, "Hey, Rick, uh, we don't really know each other that long. Come, on, I know we have real friends, but she wants to go to this restaurant and like, it's terrible food and the portions they're so small. They're so small. <laughs> Rick Ross is definitely on his stomach with his feet kicked up behind him on his bed. And he's just like, <laughs> you, did you text Caitlyn back? <laughs> you know she's good for you. You should text her back. Text that girl back. Okay, a lot of people claim to have a good hangover remedy. But none of them have ever worked for me, and these hangovers are starting to catch up with me. Do you have any good tips for how to kill this fucking headache? I'm dying here! Zach from Dallas. I'm going to uh, throw this to an interview that I saw with Machine Gun Kelly, where he said his hangover cure is a little bit of weed and sex or masturbating if there's not a woman there to have sex with. Okay. Um, I would say you gotta go get one of those ridiculous burgers called the hangover that has an egg on them. Every burger spot has one. Every burger spot. In and out. Burger King. Every pretentious local burger spot. Mm. I will say that I remember, and I don't know, I don't know actually know why this happened. I guess because my parents are pretty independent. They didn't come to my place together. But after my 21st birthday, which was a 21st birthday, like I woke up uh, in my bathroom with like vomit all over my toilet in my bathtub. Uh, it, I was very hungover. Uh, and I'm supposed to have lunch with my parents and then watch a movie with them the next day for my birthday. And for some reason, my mom got there before my dad did. And I think we we're both a little bit more iffy about like, <laughs> uh, my dad seeing me like that. And so she was like, Oh, no, 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 no. What you need to do is do you have any beer in the fridge? And I was like, Yeah. And she was like, Drink another cup. <laughs> you got to keep going. She was like, Keep powering through. That's how you're going to get through this. <laughs> well, between. Your mom's advice and MGK, we really have a synthesis. I think your mom and MGK combined would make a Rick Ross type person if we had like that Yu-Gi-Oh card. Oh, fusion. Uh, what is it? Yeah. Fu- Polymerization. Fusion monsters. Yeah. Polymerization. Yeah. We could create Rick Ross from those two people because he said, oh yeah, here's what you got to do. Wake up, drink a little more of whatever you were drinking last night, then hit a blunt, preferably a grape swisher. You back on, baby! I like the idea of that it has to be whatever you were drinking last night, otherwise it won't work. Yeah, because it's more like a potion. Yeah, you're fucking waking up and you're like, what did I have last night? Oh, fuck, it's that really complicated cocktail. I gotta fucking make that right now. I gotta, wait, do I even have a whole cinnamon stick right now? Fuck, how am I gonna garnish this? Am I in the mood to muddle right now? What's going on? Google, where's the closest place with Tahitian vanilla? I've been seeing the girl of my dreams for two years, but lately I've started hooking up with a woman I met at the car wash wherever I work. Yo. But lately I've started hooking up with a woman I met at the car wash where I work. Hey, yo. (laughs) I don't want to break up with my girlfriend, but I can't stop thinking about the car wash girl. Is it possible to be with two women at the same time without either finding out? Jason from Hoboken, New Jersey. Uh, maybe this guy is, you know, having a discovery of polyamory, and uh, that's a beautiful thing. When only one side of the relationship knows about polyamory, that's usually the healthiest way to do it, they say. (laughs) People always say it's best to start monogamous and then move to polyamory. (laughs) (laughs) But at your own pace. You and your partner have to move at your own pace if you rush them by telling them you're seeing somebody else. We're all different. What are you gonna do? 
What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> um, how is it that this guy works at a car wash? And you know I don't judge people for their jobs. But he has two girlfriends. And then I'm here working on this PhD. I got zero girlfriends. I got zero boyfriends. I hate to break it to you, but I think working at a car wash might make more money than getting a PhD. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Especially if you steal from the vehicles, which you should do. Especially if it's a nice car. <laughs> I don't know, Paul. You feel, you have strong feelings about this, don't you? What, what do you, what do you yeah, say? you do always mock me for being very fundamentally anti-cheating. And then you make fun <laughs> of me. Like, it makes me some sort of bitch. <laughs> Okay, you want to hear the answer to the last Rick Ross question? I do, I do. Okay, well, Jason from Hoboken, Rick Ross has to say, Oh, most definitely. Believe me, it's possible. If you're determined, you can do it. You've got to become very, very charming. Ha! Okay, cool. And you only, uh, Rick Ross only got one of these. Honestly, I don't know why. You know, that wasn't, that was a, that was a fun enough column, so. Yeah. I can appreciate that. He's an entertainer. I just think a lot of people do correctly criticize him for being just that, like an entertainer, mm. to the point where you almost feel like it's professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's that kayfabe, baby. Um, all right, so what is our third segment, Polly? Adrian, do you remember from a couple weeks ago when you did a third segment called Guess That Rapper? No, it's called Rate the Bars. Guess the Rapper based on the bars? No, it's called Rate the Bars. You just All you had to do is just rate the bars from, from one star to five star. Rate so how likely the bars were to be from a certain rapper? It was from BET. You can check out their YouTube channel and how they do it. It's it's just rating the bars. I don't remember that. I'm pretty sure you did like a segment where I had to guess what rapper it was. You would give me the bar and I would guess the rapper. Who do I call if I'm getting gaslit right now, Paul? <laughs> What's the number? What's Is there a 911 extension I can call for when I'm being gaslit? It's a 911. They appreciate those calls. Mm. Similar to our agreed upon notion of past events, we're going to do another uh, episode where we do Guess the Rapper. Okay. But this time, on theme, it's going to be going to be four epic rap battles of history. And I'm you're not guess guessing the actor either... who's playing the character you're <laughs> okay, guessing. I was going to say, was, it's either Epic Lloyd or Nice Peter, I think, are the two boys. So the uh, the formatting of this is that most of these you have a potential three points to get because you have two mm. rappers to guess from the video, both who's rapping it who's delivering it, and I usually do multiple lines, so if you get it without needing the second one, you have a potential three points you can earn. Okay. But some of them you can earn four points, and some of them uh, can even earn six points. So let me count out the total number of points, and I will say based on our opening conversation where you already mentioned some of these battles, I think you're going to do very well. I also didn't make it very hard. Each one of them has like a pretty obvious clue about who the rapper is in mm -hmm. it. None of them are very hard. I think you're going to get at least 80% of the points. But the total amount of points you can potentially get is just to see. 38 points. In what way is that divisible by 4? <laughs> some you can get 3 points, some you can get 4, some you can get 5. Mm. Or only one you can get 5. But And so it's out of 38 points? Mm-hmm. I'll get 30. I think you can do it, man. I'm, I'm on your side. Thank you. I'm on the side of Epic Rap Battles of History. That's who I care about. <laughs> and they're like the brand. Yeah. Uh, to get you used to the idea, we have a pretty easy one for three points. If you can get from just the first quote alone, if you can get both people, you get all three points. We don't need to fight. We're the fathers of flight. That is Orville or... Uh, wait, no, hold on. Uh, uh, okay, uh, first in flight, North Carolina, Kitty Hawk, um, the Wright brothers, Orville Wright and Wilbur Wright. 
Okay. And they're battling the Mario brothers, Mario and Luigi. Exactly. And I would have given it to you for Wright Brothers, but uh, thank you for illuminating all of us to both their names. You're welcome. Um, so you got three um, points for that. Your potential second uh, bar would have been pressing all your buttons like with the controller, conquer every level of your 2D scroller. That's a bar. <laughs> Good, next one. Thank the imaginary god I wasn't in your bed. You would have just sprinkled some water on my forehead. Is that Freddy Krueger? Wait, what was wait, what was the line? Thank the imaginary god I wasn't in your bed. You would have just sprinkled some water on my forehead. It sounds like an exorcist and an atheist, but I don't I don't know what historical you would have sprinkled water on my head. Did they do like Mother Teresa versus Satan or something like that? <laughs> one point for mother Teresa. let's see if you can get to get the second person from the second quote for two points okay you were running the fakest sister act since whoopi goldberg to you calcutta meant calcutta check Ooh, okay okay my man that's a haymaker i i honestly i want phil to comment on that bar because i know he famously <laughs> hates it when you like deconstruct a word but just have an extra bit like cal does nothing at that sentence you could cal cut a check like cal <laughs> no but cut a check is still fully in there you you were adding stuff in the middle that's the issue oh that's it. <laughs> i feel like you still don't understand the check <laughs> yeah okay okay that would still work yeah who would met mother Teresa about mother Teresa was famous for only good things so she would battle Donald Trump. <laughs> Sorry, it's Sigmund Freud. You're going to get one point for that what, one. What, wait, what's the connection there? Can you explain that one to me? I'm really not sure. That one is otter. <laughs> okay, all right. I wasn't going to get that one. I've been flossing since you double-crossed the Winklevoss twins. That's Mark Zuckerberg. And Mark Zuckerberg would have gone up against Steve Jobs. You got one point so far. Let's see if you can pull out the second one. For Mark what? Zuckerberg. Have they used him twice, or do they really not have Mark Zuckerberg versus... I think that Steve Jobs one was against, was against what's-his-name from Microsoft, Bill Gates. Oh, Bill Gates. Okay, all right. You do Why don't you lean in and face mesh my musky Dutch taint? Okay, so it's Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congrats okay. on your two points. Thank you. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. That seems like a really annoying battle <laughs> i would not want to see that <laughs> it is very annoying they definitely like uh seem to actually buy the elon musk hype at the battle oh like, yeah <laughs> if you're looking for the fittest i'm a natural selection you're oh. so ineffective you couldn't even turn 11 Whoa, okay come on now that's a bar though why are you picking <laughs> out these hard bars dog first of all that's a bar second of all that is Charles Darwin against Ash Ketchum, as I have previously mentioned. Little 10-year-old boy from Pallet Town. Why is Charles Darwin coming back from his grave to fucking battle a Japanese 10-year-old? Who knows? Because they both do evolution, bruh. I get that. I'm just saying, I don't, as someone who's a big fan of Darwin, I don't think he'd rise up from the grave to battle a Japanese 10-year-old who's just trying to live his life. Next Darwin one that I was going to give you if you didn't get all three points. And it was hard losing my daughters and their brother. As hard as that wood that Oak gave your mother. She was fucking Mr. Mime. She wasn't fucking, <laughs> she wasn't fucking Professor Oak. That's so true, but I don't know why you would reference your dead children in a rap battle, that seems. Because he needed something that was hard, and he could only, what else is hard besides losing family members? <laughs> There's nothing else. 
That feels like one of those things where I think part of it might be that you spend so much time researching the person that you're like, oh, he had a lot of his children die. Eh, well, I don't, I don't want to not use that information. <laughs> it took time to learn it. <laughs> I'll attract my hands around your throat and Deepak choke you. Um, wait, uh, how am I doing so far on this? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine points of, I think, the potential 12 that you could have gotten so far. Okay, well, I'm calling my shot right here. That is Ellen versus Oprah. Ding, 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 ding. All three points. The next bar you could have gotten was, you played a fish with brain damage. I'm a nominated actress. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know if, well, I guess I would have gotten it from that too, yeah. Who can stop this constipated Jack? Who are you stop- are you are you mad about Ellen versus Oprah because that's not historical enough? Yeah, exactly. Is that one of the ones where you're like they're not history yet? They're still alive. They could do crazy <laughs> things. They're gonna be bars with him. Why is Justin Bieber getting roasted at age twenty one? He he could live a whole full life. Comedy <laughs> Central should have waited until Justin Bieber was eighty or dead. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> you're really changing my argument. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that being like the one complaint about the Justin Bieber Bieber roast is like he's lived very little life. Like, why would not... anybody complain about that? He clearly was doing it to rebrand his image. Like he wa- like he clearly wanted it. <laughs> uh, I it wouldn't was... victim blame like that. I I don't know. That's that's a you thing. I think this is a continuous no, 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 thing. No, no. Justin <laughs> Bieber's do. people had final edit. That's not victim blaming. It was definitely part of a rehabilitation to his image that he was planning as a mastermind. Hmm. Shout out to Natasha Legera for that great joke about the uh, coat hanger abortion, and that's how he learned how to dance. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dark joke. (laughs) Yeah, why was Pete Davidson the one that came out as, like, the most famous from that one? Why didn't Natasha Legera get that bump to her career? I think Anthony Jessenet got his show from doing those, because he was always really good on those, and also wrote- Not on them in general. Pete Davidson, that- was the one roast he did, and I think he got a big boon to his career from it, was a oh, Justin Bieber roast. Alright, next one. Who can stop this constipated jock with awful animation in the complicated plot? Who's got the rap bombs to drop on Japan? Oh, this one you can get four points for. This animated jock? Yeah. Who dropped bombs on Japan? Yeah. One more time. Give it to me one more time. Who can stop this constipated jock with awful animation and the complicated plot? Who's got the rap bombs to drop on Japan? I don't think they ever did Godzilla. <laughs> uh, what would that be, like Harry S. Truman or something like that? They wouldn't have done Harry Truman. Um, drop the... Oh, is that Oppenheimer and Thanos? No, sorry. Okay, you're down to three potential points. I'm dangerous to... Deve- and I knew this one was harder, that's why you got okay. four potential points. I'm dangerous to vegetables who dance around in hammer pants and hide their tiny genitals. <laughs> wait. Wait, is that FD? Wait, no, it's not FDR. FDR wasn't a vegetable. I'm dangerous to vegetables who dance around in hammer pants and hide their tiny genitals. This ain't no history I ever learned. I'll tell you what right now. I'm gonna guess that that is one of the three Darth Vader versus Hitler ones. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, you're down to two potential points if you can get them both right on this uh, next reply quote from the other character. So the first two was from character one. Okay. Now we have a reply bar. How many times are you going to write your story, your powers have been boring since the 1940s? How many times are they going to rewrite your story, your powers have been boring since the 1940s? That makes me think it's like Spider-Man or the Hulk or... 
uh superman i don't i think the hulk has been on erb i don't think superman has spider-man probably has who would they put a hulk hulk versus attila the hun i'm sorry that was superman versus goku Ah. Like to re-listen to the bars in context. Maroon. Uh, yeah, sure. Who can stop this constipated jock with the awful animation and the complicated plot? Who's got the rap bombs to drop on Japan? Oh, okay. I got that. I'm dangerous to vegetables who dance around in hammer pants and hide their tiny vet. <laughs> I'm dangerous to vegetables who dance around in hammer pants and hide their tiny genitals. Kakarot. As somebody who hasn't seen Dragon Ball Z, what's what's up with the hide the tiny genitals reference? Uh, I don't know. That might be a reference to like all the action figures, which had the smooth, you know, Ken doll thing. But you know, uh, Goku is Kakarot, and Vegeta means vegetable in uh, Japanese. So I don't know. All right. Ka- Kakarot means carrot. I don't know. I think there's Piccolo means pickle. I think I don't know. To be, I didn't actually watch Dragon Ball Z to be honest. And I never read Superman, so I had no context for that. The only way I would have known that is if I was really into <laughs> that particular rap battle. Fair enough. I think that part of it is also using the context of the character you do know to know who they would set him up against. So Goku's supposed to be, like, you know, an impossibly powerful character. Maybe they would set him up against Superman, another impossibly powerful character. So I would have guessed that he was against any modern woman, probably like a black transgender woman. Uh, but she's able-bodied? Wow. <laughs> I work while you and your boyfriend Steve drink and play sports in a fantasy league. Like there's a character from the league in this one? <laughs> I work while you and your boyfriend Steve do stuff in a fantasy league? Is that... No, uh... Justice League. Who would be Steve in the Justice League? Is it the Flash? Is it the Flash and Paul because they battle because they're the fastest to come? Close, but not at all. I, close. I, it's not. That's not my official answer. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> not my official answer. Steve, Steve, your boyfriend, Steve. Yeah. Am I allowed to ask if the if this is a heteronormative uh, character? <laughs> I am going to say it's somebody who very famously has been accused of having a boyfriend named Steve. Accused of a boyfriend named Steve. Is it Adam and Steve? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wait, is it Adam and Eve? Is it Adam versus Eve? It's Adam versus Eve. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. That's so dope. Okay, I like that. I like that. Do you want to hear uh, Adam's response bar to Eve saying that? To him? Oh, it's it's called a rebuttal, Paul. Adam's rebuttal. His rebuttal game crazy. Come on, let's go, Adam. Are you still flapping those lips? I was just thinking, yo, did I give up a rib for this? Ooh, okay, <laughs> my man, my man. Uh, you got four potential points on this one. Nice, oh. thank you. You gave me a little bit of a clue on that one, but... Oh, no, no. That one you got three points for the next one. Oh, uh, okay. Even Joe DiMaggio took a swing at your batter's box. Marilyn Monroe and Cleopatra. <laughs> okay, all four points. <laughs> <laughs> you were a massive fan of Epic Rap Battle. I have history. no idea why I remember that, but I remember it. I was like, Joe... I think it was Marilyn Manson had a lot of different lovers, and I guess one was Joe DiMaggio? Marilyn Monroe, but... Marilyn he said Monroe. it right the first Marilyn time. Manson. Um, one of the... Uh, 
it was also the guy who wrote the crucible what's his name like arthur whatever i remember my english teacher talking about how when we were reading the crucible like oh yeah this guy dated marilyn monroe for a while i don't think he liked her for her brains and i was like okay well let, maybe let's give some more credit to marilyn monroe <laughs> You, that's so funny because I thought that was like the main talking point about Marilyn Monroe was that she was smart and like she kind of had to battle that stereotype her whole career. Yeah, yeah. So I like that you know one thing about Marilyn Monroe is that she was pretty and you don't know the second famous thing about Marilyn Monroe was that she famously had to battle the stereotype that she wasn't smart her whole she career. She had the epic rap battle. Um, <laughs> it, was funny, it was funny too because it was my uh, teacher in high school who made us do a whole exercise where she like – it was like a battling perceptions exercise, and she was, she was like, would you rather live next to a pastor and his family, or live next to a rock band that, like, you know, fucking is trying to make it or something? I remember this specifically, because I think it was weird for one of the kids, because it was me and, like, the other edgy kid in the class who was like, oh, I would live next to a rock band, I don't care about that, that sounds cool. But it was one of the other kids where she was... Lexington, uh, South Carolina, where it's edgy to think it's cool to live next to a rock band. She was, like, the whole thing was like, okay, well, guess what? The rock band is called Good Vibrations, and they practice only in the studio, so they're not making music next to you that's very loud. And actually, the pastor, he's abusive. (laughs) He, like, hates his wife. And one of the girls, when she was asking why people chose which one that they chose, she was like, oh, I chose uh, the one next to a pastor because my dad's a pastor, and I think he's a really good person, and I like our family. And then she was like, guess what? (laughs) This pastor's an abuser. (laughs) Okay, can we talk about how stupid teachers from Lexington are? Who thought that was a good lesson idea? Like, It was about challenging perceptions, bro. Like, it was not me being edgy. It was me reading it from a mile away where I was like, oh, okay, I'm sure there's probably a twist where, like, these guys end up being But why would there be a twist? Why is this a lesson (laughs) that people can have surprising things? Because you gotta battle those perceptions, bro. Adrian, would you rather live next door to a person who just got out of jail for murdering their next door neighbor? Or next to a sweet little baby Jesus angel who's really quiet? First one. Well, surprisingly, <laughs> you picked right because that sweet little baby Jesus angel was really the devil. That was, that kid was possessed. He would have murdered you. In that first one, he found Allah in prison. And so yeah, he was rehabilitated. The uh, U.S. carceral system actually did its job. <laughs> so, okay, you, you got lucky on that. You picked right. That was a tough one. I was 50-50 there for a minute. Just touch and go. <laughs> <laughs> dude that is yeah honestly i cannot explain that memory that is the most bizarre <laughs> that thing sounds where, really weird my man <laughs> she, she was not a bad teacher by any means but like jesus christ what was she trying to do with that shout out miss davenport i'm friends with her on facebook now maybe i could i could literally message her right now and be like what the fuck were you thinking about when you did this let me give you the other let me give you the other two quotes you could have gotten or the other two bars you could have gotten. So wait, why was it Marilyn Monroe and Cleopatra cuz they're just both women from history or They're both beautiful women. Both beautiful <laughs> women. Beautiful women. Binders full of beautiful women. That was Romney that did binders not Trump. No, Trump can steal. <laughs> <laughs> You'll lose this battle like your bout with barbiturates. <laughs> and then Marilyn Monroe's rebuttal was Translate this into hieroglyphs. Your sandy vagina has a seven-year itch. Ooh. That's got itch. Okay, for this next one, we have four potential points. You took the Christ out of Christmas, then just added mass. 
Christ out of Christmas and then just added mass. Um, that is Snoop Dogg playing Moses battling Santa Claus. All four points. I was going to ask you what celebrity was playing Moses. You got that. And you also got, it was, uh, Snoop Dogg and it was Santa. And, uh, the other line that Snoop Dogg as Moses delivered towards Santa is, it's kind of hard talking directly to the Geo single D. Hand me my chisel. I got a new command dizzle for y'all. Thou shall not let children sit on a grown man's lap at the mall. That's pretty good. Paul, can mm-hmm. I just say this about this third segment? Hey, don't fuck with me, bro. That's all I'm saying, all right? You thought you were going to come in here trying to embarrass me. I wasn't going to know who my favorite rappers were. Bro, don't fuck with me, bro. I can do this in my sleep. We got four more potential points on this next one. I'm a post-apocalyptic right. cop who has a lot of issues. Um, That is the main character, Rick Grimes, of The Walking Dead against Breaking Bad. Uh, Brian the character of Breaking character. Bad? Breaking Bad. Uh, Walt, 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 Walt Whitman, Walt, Walter White. Adrian, ding, 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 ding. Four points. Oh, God. There was a period during college where if sometimes when I got drunk, I would just watch these videos because they were like easy entertainment. <laughs> Clearly that's paying off now. <laughs> the rebuttal is, <laughs> the rebuttal is, ask us, you don't want to face off against me. I'll stuff you in a barrel and make a dude smoothie. Okay, I don't know if that's really a direct rebuttal, but <laughs> it's good. I'll tell you the truth. You look up to me like a pizza on the roof because you're a uh, loser, a failure to your whole entire crew. I've seen Walter Jr. handle walkers better than you. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, uh... I don't know if they could make that these days. You, know, you can't make a epic rap battles of history today, you know? <laughs> that's all I'm saying with bars like that. We have five potential points, Adrian. Oh, five. Damn. Let's see how many you have so far. Three, four, five, six. Twenty-seven. You need three of these points to meet your goal. Wait, wasn't the f- total thirty-eight or something like that? And you and you said thirty. Damn, I've missed more points than I thought I did. Uh, it's because you got zero on one. I think that really hurt you. Mm. You'll be down for the count when this counterculture counterman serves you with a stand uppercut. You can't counter. Damn. Uh, that sounds like a killer, Mike Klein. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be down for the count when this counterculture counterman serves you with a stand uppercut. You can't counter. Damn. Are they allowed to curse in their videos? I thought they weren't allowed to curse that. I'll go ahead and reveal to you that to get all five points, you have to guess all four people who appeared in this video. One more time. <laughs> with gusto. You'll be down for the count when this counterculture counterman serves you with a stand uppercut. You can't counter. Damn. Is it Muhammad Ali? No, let's go to the next one. My delivery is rupturing the tummies. You tell a joke and people go, hmm, that's funny. My mama was a prostitute and grandma ran the brothel. Seen some shit, but not as awful as your haircut debacle. I'm the original brother, hey, to give the scene some color, hey. I'm the most iconic stand-up. Sit down, motherfucker. George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Rodney Dangerfield, and... Another white comedian, so like, uh, uh, Buster Keaton. No, you got the first two right. It is George Carlin and Richard Pryor. Okay. I, I'm not going to lie to you. You only need one more point, and I think this next one, you're going to get it. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. What's wrong? What's wrong with my lip? Did something put some... Did, 
Did somebody put something funny in my pudding? I'm the MC. They put something in my pudding. It's a pudding. Ellipses. Now, are they allowed to do canceled people on this show? <laughs> I think that might be a one Mr. Bill Sif Cosby. <laughs> it is Bill Cosby. Okay. The men I slept with only wish they were unconscious. My sex jokes offend. You're on the sex offender registry. They wouldn't do Amy Schumer. I, I guess from that era, it'd be like Paula Poundstone or something like that. <sighs> I'm sorry, it's Joanne Rivers. Oh, Joanne Rivers, okay. All and right, I'm not going to lie greats. to you to show you how little work I did when I was watching these. Stopped halfway through Joanne Rivers' verse because I couldn't stand it anymore. And on the <laughs> Genius page, it looks like, I guess, Robin Williams does show up right before the end, too. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> there was another potential point you could have gotten. <laughs> Damn, I wouldn't have gotten that. Well, maybe from one of his bars, but... I don't. I definitely don't know that battle, so I, I wouldn't know what to who to guess. D- good job, Adrian. Thirty-one Thank points. You. Hey, you know this is how we do it. Did you learn anything today from watching all those epic rap battles of history? Man, I learned I fucking hate epic rap battles of history. I honestly, like, as soon as I found the quote I wanted to use for the person, I would very quickly cut off the video and go to another one. I thought it was kind of intolerable. Did it make you jokerified? Kind of, yeah. Like, watching that much media you don't enjoy really, like, puts you in a weird mood. But has it affected your algorithm? Oh, certainly. Yeah, I was looking at my YouTube earlier today, and it's already, like, leaked in. Who boy. You might just like what gets in there. Might just learn a little thing or two. I did learn a little thing or two. I get all my history from Epic Rap Battles of History. <laughs> all right. You ready to uh, Big Facts, No Cap, and get out of here? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Big fact, man. What is a debate other than an old fuddy-duddy way to do an epic rap battle? Mm. And that's why I think every school should get rid of their debate club and replace it with a rap league. Mm, I like that. Uh, my name is Adrian, and I'm here to say that I'm here to No Cap in an Adrian way. If if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. Paul and I are the Michael Jackson of podcasts, so you other podcasts can just beat it. Bargot, Adrian. Don DeMarco. Shit like that. Maybach music. Alright, cool. Paul, ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Bye, buddy. Adesso fammi un favore. Festeggiate come campioni perché... Milano non è Milano. Italia! È Milano!